All right, everybody. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Podagogy. We're in a really cool space. We are in a really, really cool spot. So we are coming to you today from, we're normally in our office. We're normally in the Humanities Building 114. Which we love. Which we do love. It's a great space. Very great collaborative space. As you saw last week when John Cobb casually entered. Walked in. Yeah, that's that's the norm for us. But today we've taken a short field trip. Right. All right. Just across our campus to a relatively new space at show and a space that I think we're really lucky so lucky. To have in a lot of ways. Do you want to say what, like, what, okay, what okay, is this? Okay, okay, yeah. okay. So we're in the ID Lab in the Lamphere Center. Okay. And what is, and like, from what you understand, like, what is, what is an ID Lab? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a place that's hard to, def- okay, it's hard to so define. Okay, so it's, it's yeah. like, I guess what, what the teacher term for this is, like, it's a maker space. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, that's like the edgy, the, that's like the trendy term. Mm-hmm. It's this place where we've been told it's a place for projects. Creativity for creativity, a place for a different kind of learning than what's yeah. happening in our, in our classrooms. Or like, or, or like similar kind of learning, yeah. but that different space. Yeah, 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 that's or true. So, that, yeah, know. that's true. So first, before we even talk, so basically we're here because we want to talk about the idea of having a space like this, and we want to imagine what roles we, what, this sort of space could play in our classes. In our classes. Yeah. So before we even get to that, tell me a little bit about what you're, what are, what are you seeing in here? Okay, so it's all so there's big, huge windows everywhere. Mm-hmm. Lots a lot of, of light. light, natural, lots of natural light coming in the room. Mm-hmm. And there are rooms that offshoot this room that we're in. We're in sort of the center mm-hmm. of the space. And then there's a downstairs. And there's um, rooms that go off to the right and rooms that go off to the left. Mm-hmm. It, um, it feels like, like, you know, when you get to a restaurant and there's so many things on the menu and you, yeah. like, can't figure out yeah. what yes. you want. Yes, it's just so expansive. It's, yeah. Yes. Right? Tell us about what you're seeing. I'm seeing some of the particular things that I'm seeing. So I'm looking at this sort of like shelf, these shelves that are right next to us, and I see see board games. TVs. I see TVs with like uh, sort of older like video game type things on them. I see uh, lots of stuff for sort of art projects. So I see construct like big construction paper. And rule like big rulers, lots of colors, colors, yeah, markers. I see like different shelves for glues and different kinds of paper, pipe cleaners, tape. I mean, honestly, it reminds me of when I walk in to get my kids at their preschool. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of that like everything is labeled. Yeah, yeah. There's a space. There's for, different spaces. There's for different every, spaces for everything. Yeah. Lots of color mm-hmm. and um, lots of texture. So there's like traditional books and there's monitors. Yeah. There are projectors, but there are also like um, things you can touch. You know, like yeah, it's a very tactile. Yes, tactile. Space. Yeah, that's the there's word. a lot. There's a lot going on. Although there are some things that definitely would not go in. In elementary school, so I do see yeah. some soldering workstations, right? Yeah, um, construction tools. Yeah, there's some there's some like construction tools. I see some sort of like robotics, um, small, little what? bits. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, there's some stuff that I don't even have words to describe what exactly, what exactly they are. There's student, lots of student work. Yeah, lots of student work. Um, the glass, a lot of it is sort of. Um, 
has been painted or drawn or drawn right. on to sort of make it an exciting sort of space. Um, this is wonderful. Yeah, yeah. So then, I mean, so that's a little bit, so for the listeners, right, I think one of the things that we were talking about in even just sort of deciding we wanted to do this episode yeah. was how do we tell you about a space that we're looking at but you can only, but you can only hear. Right. So I, maybe you've gotten a little bit of a sense of what's going on in here, but we encourage you to just imagine. And, and maybe bit. it would help to imagine how different what we described is to what you look around when you sit in your classroom. Yeah, yeah. You know, the other what thing do I guess you see? is also pretty different is that this is, this is just an open space, yeah. you know, like cl- our classrooms, I mean, there's a lot of beautiful things about having, like, we, uh, I mean, classes that I teach in, where there's like a big table right, in the middle big of the room, table. but it also means there's not that much space to sort of move around in, I, right? And I love that everything in this space is actually on wheels. Yeah, so this is, it's a really mobile space. You can, I can imagine clear, there's a couple of tables in the middle of the room, but it would be very easy to clear out the tables mm-hmm. and just have an open space. Yeah. Right in the middle, in the middle here. Right. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. So, so the space is interesting. The stuff in the space is interesting. Um, there's even I see a couple of different places where um, there's shelves labeled like uh, student work storage. Yeah. And it looks like there's even like a couple of things that are in progress. So I see um, there's a couple of like um, post oh, small posters that I'm seeing. There's a couple of like um, wood pieces that look like they're maybe like in the process of being turned of turned into something so um there's also something that's sort of unfinished about like just right. literally about yeah. sort of literally about the space right i mean look about like look above us yep 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 right the seat like the ceiling is not sort of filled in you can see the piping above us you can see the sort of like un, like an unpainted ceiling it feels like there isn't one person who owns this room, which yeah. I really like. You know, that that this is a place where anybody who enters can feel ownership yeah. of the space, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. pretty cool, and can do their own work. Yeah. So, like, there could be a st- student that could come in here and work on a paper, but there can also be a student that can come in here and use the 3D printer to create a project. Yeah, like, yeah. Even, I mean, talk about, right, there's, and then we mentioned the 3D printer, there's a whole sort of, like, small room next door where here, you know, should we even go okay, travel let's walk and, and that get way. it? Yeah, yeah. We're we're you're journeying with us now. We're a little bit more mobile. We usually were on my laptop today. We're just on my phone. Entrevue. Thank you. Oh my. Yeah. So when you come into this sort of side room, this is where things look like they're getting really intense. I feel like I'm in a lab. Yeah, yeah. So there's there's a 3D printer over here, which still just sort of like blows my mind. That these things, lots of computers. These things exist. Um, yeah, lots of computers. A sink. A, yeah, yeah. A sink. There is a huge printer. I don't even know what that's called. A huge. How do you huge, know that's a printer? Because what else would this do? It's huge. It's a huge. There's a huge, huge printer here, and there's also one of these um, uh, virtual reality things. Have you ever Have you ever seen this before? No, I, I've not seen this. Yeah. What, what do you do with it? You put, the, you put, there's like these goggles that you put oh, on. Cool. And then there's like some sort of like a computer program where you can like, manip, like it, it, it sees your hands and it sort of like digitally renders them. Amazing. Yeah. There's some 3D glasses up here. Cool. There's, yeah, there's just, there's a lot, there's a lot happening. And again, <laughs> things I don't even know, like what is this thing? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, okay, Austin. So we're, we're here. We described the space. Mm-hmm. 
what could you imagine? Well, why don't you actually discuss, because you did bring your class Yeah, here. yeah. So I think, part, yeah, again, part of why we're here is imagining what could, what could we do with our classes in this space? How could this impact the kind of learning that we're doing up the hill right. in, in English, right? Um, so I guess to start, one thing that I did with my creative, I had a creative writing class this fall and winter, and I just brought them, I brought them down here because I said it's a creative writing class and I wanted to embrace the creative side of the title of the class. Good thinking. Good as thinking. much as it was, as much as I was <laughs> in, embracing the writing side. Right, right, right. And so we just came down here, and it wasn't really um, an organized sort of day, although I'm interested in sort of thinking about what is like an organized project that you can do in here. But I basically just came in and I said, spend 45 minutes right now, like, having a, having a creative experience, you know? Something, we were we were in the midst of working on a final project for yeah. the end of the term. Did, did and they produce... They didn't have to. Pro- they didn't actually have to produce anything. I made them write a journal entry about the experience of being in here, okay. and hoping that something that happened in here. I told them be thinking about the work that the sort of like project that you're working on, which was more tailored to my class. Right. But when we were in here, there were students who were working on spirographs. Have you ever seen yes. those? Sort of like I mean, there's like sort of you put your pencil in, yeah. and there's it turns to a gear, and it makes these like large, so intricate designs. So this is something that I do with my five-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> which is really interesting. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So they were spirographing. Um, there were some people, we tried soldering. There were people who wow. were, like, working with wires and trying to, like, make basic, basic, cool. ju- like, jewelry out of wires. And it didn't and... have to do with anything that they had read. No, no. It really was just come in here, do something creative, right? Does does this sort of, like, link up to, and and will this be a space that will sort of uh, help germinate ideas for this other creative venture that you're working on where you're working on this final project that's a sort of longer... At that point, I think it was a longer fiction piece that they had a lot of free reign over. And so I was hoping that while they were in here sort of, like, doing that sort of spirograph that it might fire some neurons on the on the writing side as well. Do you think that you could... Can you envision an activity where students are working with a piece of writing or writing yeah. themselves? So that's in this what I want. That's what I wonder. That's why I'm trying Let's to figure out. In. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna sort of journey journey back into the main room. So, um, push. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. So, so one thing because it's such a big space, mm-hmm. you could certainly. Um, I think Travis was telling us this in Reflective Educators that you could. Uh, break up a piece of, like, print big pieces of paper. Yeah, yeah. Like a poem. Mm-hmm. And make it really, really big and everyone's standing um, yeah, around it, yeah. right? And then rearranging it. And yeah, what else so was like, he saying? I mean, I guess, the, like, part of what's in here, I've seen in here before, right, there's, um, there's, like, huge, huge easel-sized paper, yeah. right? And I guess, yeah, so, like, you could imagine, like, writing, I think he was saying, like, a, a monologue from a Shakespeare play. Right. You know? And you lay it out on a big table, and like, and then what do you do? What do you do from there? Right. What do yeah, you do what from do you there? Do, what do you do from there? Um, you know, like, so you're looking. I, I mean, I like the idea of trying out something in a new space. Yep. Having looking, just even right, looking at language blown up like that. Right. Maybe you'll, maybe you'll start to see it in a new way if you're really able to look at this massive, massive thing that we normally just see mm-hmm. in a book or on a screen. Um, 
Well, I mean, the students could create their own. So they, they could each take a word that they were drawn to or yeah. something and then rearrange it hmm. like a puzzle, rearrange yeah, it yeah. in a way that made more sense to them or, mm-hmm. or in a way that they felt compelled. Yeah. I don't know, you know, something like that. I guess another thing, you would have people, if it's a big, big piece of paper, you would have people annotating on the side. You yep. could do like a group annotation thing where Perfect. people have to sort of like fill in the blanks, yep. underline interesting words in that passage or make notes yep. about other, like about themes that are at play in this particular line or these lines. So you could have people doing that. You could have people drawing on it. So it's sort of like, let's, I mean, talking about plays, right? When, yeah. you're, when you're looking at just the play on a page that really is a sort of limited way of seeing that thing it, especially it since the play is meant to be seen exactly exactly yeah. right so maybe maybe the looking at it on a big piece of paper yeah. and I... drawing on it is a more real uh, doing pictures doing spirographs mm-hmm. whatever is is a more is a more real way you like the spirographs huh? i love the spirographs you know i think regardless of what you're doing space is so illustrative about i mean it just yeah. is like the space that we're, we're in mm-hmm. and what we do with that space can really transform learning. Yeah. So, true. like, for example, I have a class. I was just saying this to you yesterday, actually, that, like, we're in a room in humanities with really high high ceilings and mm-hmm. big windows. Yeah. And the we're not cramped. I mean, the room is huge. And the kids often are moving around a lot in the yeah, room. Yeah. And if I, I think if I took that group of kids and put them on the third floor of humanities where the ceilings were slanted, the windows were smaller, there wasn't enough room in the space, it wouldn't be the same class. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the way you feel when you, not to get all like feng shui woo-woo here, but like the way you feel when you walk into a space. So like I walk into this space, yes, I see all these things. I have no idea how I would apply them, but I am certainly inspired to try. Yeah. Just because of the feeling the, in the, the space. The feeling of the space. Huh. That's you interesting. You know, as opposed to, like, put all these things somewhere else. Yeah. I might not have the same. Ins- I don't know. Yeah. You know, the arrangement I mean, of it I is mean, so important. Thinking, like, right. So, like, another sort of a project that I can do, sort of I'm talking about the, the feel of the space. Mm-hmm. So, right now I'm teaching um, the novel White Noise yes. by Don DeLillo with my, uh, with my juniors. And White Noise is a lot about... Um, sort of they like about the exhaustion of the modern world that people are always moving, always doing, always thinking, always sort of like there's so much knowledge to be had, there's so many facts out there. Yeah. And they talk a lot about this thing called brain fade, that there's just so much out there in the world mm. that people get exhausted. like just the world is exhausting. Yeah. The world is an exhausting place and that leads to a whole bunch of consequences for the characters in the novel because of that. What I I wonder if having a sort of like anti-brain fade experience in here would be something that would help like illustrate the kind of things because a lot of my yeah. students are like oh no this is just sort of like like this is just the way the world is like the world is fast paced and like we yeah. are we are equipped to 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 just handle it right but I wonder if coming in here and taking a break doing, from doing yeah. and like do um. Making origami, right? Yeah, for forty-five minutes. Yeah, you know, or um, making a pipe cleaner animal. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> or like some like some sort of project. Like, yeah, um, like yeah, or just like re- like coming in here. There's a whole bunch of books on yep. here, and we, there's a whole list of all the, of a lot of the different kind of books that are in here. Just taking a forty-five minutes to read a book that 
is not connected to in any way in any way to like what you're doing. Just like read a book like completely. You know, I'm a fan of for completely for pleasure, right? I wonder if just even that experience would help illustrate the kind of emotional experience that, in some ways, I think my kids are struggling to sort of wrap their head around from this novel. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like so we're saying kind of two things because like when I when we walked in and we were describing it mm-hmm. and even for the listeners there is a lot going on in yeah. here like it's, it's not yeah, it's, it's not, not like zen. a zen space, it's not a zen space. no it's something different you know because if i want to have a zen experience with a book or something i'm going to go sit by the pond yeah or you know i don't know when i come in here i am inspired to do mm. hmm not to chill. Chill, yeah. I'm definitely inspired to do, but it inspires me in a way that's different than the kind of doing I do in my class. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like it's like a relaxed space mm-hmm. that's exciting because there's so much going on, yeah. but not in the same way. Yeah. Maybe maybe Austin has to do with the unfinished part of what we were saying. Like, mm-hmm. like the fact that you don't have to produce anything and yeah, you can leave something yeah. unfinished. Hmm. Like that's, that's relaxing, yeah. I think. And that would be relaxing I for the kids. I also think it's relaxing, like, again, thinking about white noise. White noise is all about how the world is full of facts and information and mm-hmm. people telling each other random bits of things. And I like the, I like the fact that this space as we were saying before, has all of this tangible stuff in it. Yeah. You know, there maybe there's something that there maybe there's something relaxing, not in sort of the Zen way, but there's relax something relaxing about saying, right? For a lot of your day, you're sort of like in your head, you're in yep. the screens, you're in the sort of networks and systems, mm-hmm. right? But here, this isn't this place is not really about being in these like higher in like the code and the stream and the Wi-Fi, right? It's about right. being here. Present. Present. And and actually doing yeah. something with your hands. Yeah, doing yeah, like cutting something. Yes. Cutting yeah. a piece of you know what I used to love when I was growing up? Cutting <laughs> foam core. You, know you guys, core ladies puzzle? and gentlemen, <laughs> you heard it here. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. but like, so I phone whenever I did posters when I was growing like when I was growing up in elementary school and middle school, like I always wanted foam core. I never wanted the like uh more like uh, flexible stuff. I wanted like hard foam core, and I loved <laughs> cutting it. And I think this is making me think like just the like that like that. And what I loved about it was the feeling. Yeah, of, of, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that it wasn't something you had to struggle with. Like the right. scissor would go through the foam core, right? But it you could really feel like you were doing something. Yeah, that's awesome. I yeah, get that. No, yeah. I do. I get that. I and get I that. And I think that this space, like, I'm even like looking at some like foam core sort of stuff. Oh, he's oh gosh, guys, he's geeking out. he's geeking out. I love it. Um, Okay, so well, maybe we should say like who runs this space yeah. and what kids is this a space that kids can just come in and out of? Because yeah. I mean, when we were here, we walked in and there was a student just working. Mm-hmm. Um, but Travis Feldman runs the space. Mm-hmm. He's the ID Lab coordinator. coordinator yep. Um, and he just did a cool presentation with reflective educators mm-hmm. about what happens in this space. One thing that I thought was really neat was the outside, which we haven't really touched on yeah. at all. But um, there's this whole outdoor patio Patio area, and I love that he was saying he wanted to leave it for the kids to create and 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 not force any furniture in but allow them to have the space space. which is pretty cool 
yeah. I thought. And there yeah. was like outdoor chalk and mm-hmm. just like, um, as you said, like that's a break space in yeah. some ways. You know? Yeah, but a break, again, a break that's different than sort of like the zen exactly. break space. But it's yes. like a sort of um, inspiring sort of um, almost like uh, in like, you know, individually inspiring. You Definitely. Know, like to do something yourself. I think in this right way, yeah. the ID Lab connects with the arts really well. Yeah. You know, yeah. which um, we talk so much about the buckets of like STEM, you know, and the arts yeah. and humanities yeah. and like everything is separate, but it's really not that separate because what we're talking about here about creating something and trying something and maybe leaving it unfinished, maybe not, um, getting our heads out of our own heads, you know, yeah. like thinking about something other than the book that we're reading or the syllabus that we're creating and coming here yeah. in the same way that a student might be so excited to leave their math class and go to dance where they can perform and do yeah. and yeah. touch and whatever, you know, in a way that, that, um, that their day doesn't allow yeah. for otherwise. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Man. So, I mean, part of what I'm thinking about also, you know, is that we, we're really lucky to Oh my gosh! I mean, this yeah, first world problems. Yeah, it's true. But for our (laughs) listeners who are not at schools that have a sort of dedicated space like this, I do think it's just interesting to think about as we as we were saying the the space the the way that space space is impacts the learning impacts the learning that That is huge for me. And I think there must be ways. You know, I mean, this is what we talk about. Like by like you know, make safe the space. Like sometimes both you and I go to the dining hall for class, or sometimes Mm -hmm. we. Have class outside, mm-hmm. you know that. Even and, just rearranging the seating, they get into yeah, you know yeah. routines with where they sit. Mm-hmm. I mean, in my like ideal English classroom, yeah. it actually looks sort of like this yeah. because I want things to be mobile. Like yeah. I, uh, the Harkness table is really wonderful, and we are very lucky that we have it. But it's limiting in that you can't separate mm-hmm. and you can't do pods. Yeah. Um, it provides a structure for yeah. the way that your class is going to run. Definitely, yeah. definitely. Both physically and metaphor and sort of emotionally metaphorically. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's I guess that's helpful for us to think about, even when we're not in this space. And then also, I guess for teachers who are out there who don't have spaces like this, you know, you could make it. You could. I think yeah, there's ways. There's yeah, ways you could make it yeah. in your classroom. Yeah, go into your own emotional ID lab and sort of like yes. make up make up what that space is. Yeah. Austin's gonna bring foam core in. I'm gonna bring some foam core <laughs> for you. We'll cut some foam core together and we'll come up and we'll and we'll we'll brainstorm together. You guys, thanks for joining us yeah. this week. Yeah, let us know if you have any comments or questions or other ideas. Or if you want to be a guest. Yeah, let us know. So for another week, I'm Austin Davis. And I'm Laura Milligan. And this is Podagogy. We'll see you next time. <laughs>